Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Uh, before we get into the politics of the day, we've got a special guest in the studio. Uh, I've got Michelle Bajeron with Savoise in here. Uh, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I love coming here. <laughs> so we're here today to talk about probably the most important time of the year. Uh, normally, I would say it's college football, but this, this vying for the top spot. <laughs> at, at the very least, it's a tie. <laughs> but it is it is gumbo season. We've posted that at, at KPL's Facebook page, actually, that it is gumbo season. Uh, get your pots out. Get get all the get your ingredients ready. Go shopping if you need to. Yeah, start stocking up. But uh, the Greater Iberia Chamber of Commerce is going to be hosting a pretty big event along mm-hmm. those lines because you've got the World Championship Gumbo Cookoff coming up. Yes, it's, tell us about it. Well, it's coming up soon. Actually, next weekend, October eighth and ninth. Um, the chamber has been putting this on for quite some time, and Savoise chose to be the sponsor, presenting sponsor this year. It's a great event. Saturday, you have your children's activities. You even have a youth cooking category, and we'll provide um, roux and sausage and things that the kids need. But they get to create, they get to be chefs for the day, and they get to create their own gumbo, and they can put whatever they want in it. But then on Sunday is, of course, your professional and your amateur categories for your chicken and sausage and, you know, other Mm -hmm. categories and such. But it's just a great event. We love gumbo because we believe Savoise does gumbo well because we are the originators of Ruin a Jar. And we like to provide everything you need for your gumbo. It's very, I come from <laughs> North Louisiana where people people get the Ruin a Jar quite a bit uh-huh. because I mean, you, once you get to a certain part of the state, everybody's like, how do you make your roux? Or what, right. what but you guys are the originators yeah. of if you don't have the time because sometimes the root can it's be a time-consuming thing. Yeah. Root a jar is very very convenient. Why not get flavor and convenience in the same time, you know? That's and it's pretty good it's point. impactful right there and it tastes the same. So, yeah, we we love providing root for people in the community. Um I think we it is a staple. I mean, it's been around for so long. But on top of that, we we sell andouille, you have your tasso and any type of sausage you want from hot, mild, green onion, we even have jalapeno. So, it varies, but so where specifically do people go if they are wanting to go and just like go to the, the youth events on Saturday or, or go uh, go check out the main event on Sunday? So this is um, in the I don't always say this right. So don't 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 get too mad out Nathan, there. Look, but... If you get anyone in the ballpark, you're going to do better than me. Uh, the Blanchy Plaza. It's in New Iberia. You can't miss it. It's right off of Main Street. You'll mm-hmm. see the big gazebo. You'll hear the music. It's live music, um, live music throughout the event. But you'll definitely smell it. I mean, you can't miss it. It's right along the water. You'll smell the pots cooking. You know, it's going to be yummy. So come on out either day. Got it. Got it. Just just to make, because somebody said, what the heck did Michelle just say? <laughs> Bulani. Bulani. Bulani Plaza. Plaza. See? Still did way better than I w- ever would have come close to doing. Oh, and I, I botch my own name sometimes. So, um, yeah. But... It's going to be a great event. We're very excited. I mean, look, the weather today is gorgeous. I'm hoping the weather just sticks like this. But not only will we have gumbo, well, Savoy's will have some tasters as well, like mm-hmm. some dirty rice and some cornbread dressing and things for them to try, some sausage. Um, but yeah, we'll have great things that we'll be handing out, great music. We just want families and friends to come together, you know, great event for that. So uh, I guess, you know, what, how, does, how do you guys become a presenting uh, partner in this? 
So we actually knew about this event. We have one of our guys that has been cooking in this event and winning a lot. So he was like, why don't we just participate? And so this year we actually approached them. There was an availability to be mm-hmm. presenting sponsor and we just took advantage of it. We we're like, this is us. This is a great partnership. And again, Savoie is just, we love gumbo. It's what we do well. So how made sense. So again, complete ignorance because I'm not from around here. <laughs> General brief history of Savoie's, like like what 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 makes Savoie's kind of right. synonymous with gumbo? What what makes Savoie's and just the whole history of that product? Because it's a great South Louisiana product, right? It's a staple. Um, we're actually right now the only local company that's still around, family mm-hmm. owned, woman owned business, been around since 1955. So Miss Eula Savoie originated this company. I mean, right on her doorstep and mm-hmm. started creating her first. Um, smokehouse and just started creating products and then opened his grocery store and in the 60s started selling and distributing and built an empire food empire and so as much as she loved food and cooking for her family she wanted to pass that tradition on to people so now her daughter miss donna savoie is the owner and she loves to cook she cooks amazing and she even has kids that Mm -hmm. she's passed it on that love to cook and it's the family tradition of cooking and bringing people together at the table and um, I think that's why it does so well. It's because it's made with love. It's for people to come together. That's It's family owned. That's one it's of the things I think is, I think it's almost kind of a lost art mm-hmm. is bringing people together around the table. We, we love to eat. You know, this, <laughs> here on the show, we talk about politics and those issues and, and those mm-hmm. can be pretty divisive. But uh, yesterday had Stephen Hanwork, Democratic strategist, and we had a nice, mm-hmm. pleasant conversation. And you just don't have that between people of different ideologies much right. anymore. Well, and I, I think even when you're gathering at the table to eat, you're, mm-hmm. you can at least come together on food. We love yeah. to eat down here in the South. But even if you're disagreeing, you can always come together and talk about food, whether you like it or don't. You mm-hmm. can just have a good conversation. And I think that's a big part of Savoie's is bringing families together. And that's part of the history. It's been yeah. around for so long. So once again, coming up mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, the 8th and 9th, where uh, so... Is there any sort of pain to get in? Any, anything no, like that? it's a free event to the public. Um, teams are full. You can't sign up for teams mm-hmm. anymore, but we just ask people to come out. You're getting to taste gumbo, taste delicious food. It is free to the public, free for the kids with that kids activities. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be other, you know, drink booths and foods and things like that, but it's a free event. It's going to be gorgeous outside and we just want people to come and gather and bring your family and friends. <laughs> exactly. Bring your family and friends, come gather around. Uh, parking is it just kind of wherever you can find it. There's or? lots of parking. There will be um, people out there directing traffic. Okay. Yes. And so be- because of the booths, there will be some roads closed off, but there will be parking spots for the public to park in general parking. Um, yeah. That's All right. It. All right. Michelle Bajron with Sidewalks. Thank you very much for coming. Oh, well, really thank you for having it. me. I enjoyed it. All right, let's go ahead and take our break. When we come back, we'll get into the topics of the day. Hurricane Ian making landfall in Florida. We'll uh, talk about that a little bit and some general polling news about the midterms. Lots of that coming up here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. So, Mark, should I go... Should I go national or local in terms of the midterms? Your call this time. Locals, I don't know, fairly predictable. I would start national and work your way down to local, Joe. All right, let's go national then. Uh, so the GOP's taking the lead in the generic congressional ballot. It's not just 
another good poll that's come out, although another good poll did come out. The Economist YouGov poll has come out. That is typically one that favors the Democrats. But even the Economist YouGov poll has the Republicans up plus five. Okay, so what you need to do, you need to go to kitchenpundit.substack.com. I know it's complicated. I'm going to try to fix the maybe just pull off a generic, you know, Joe Cunningham show web address or something. But the show notes are now at, at kitchenpundit.substack.com. And today I've got the show notes up, but I've also got my daily column up. That was at Red State as well. But you've got, let's see, Economist YouGov, uh, in a poll of just over a thousand likely voters, Republicans up plus one. You had, I mentioned over the weekend, Republicans up plus five in the ABC, ABC News Washington Post poll. You have the CBS News Battleground Tracker mentioned that one. Republicans up plus one. You have Politico Morning Consult, which is still at 2,000 registered voters. That has Democrats up plus two. So at 2,000 registered voters, Democrats up plus two. You also have Grinnell University, or, or I think it's Grinnell University. It's a, it's a university poll. They're not very accurate outside of Iowa. The Grinnell University poll is not very accurate outside of Iowa. Uh, in a poll of just uh, of 563 likely voters, they have Democrats up plus four. But you need to understand when you dig into those poll results, the, the questioning is very much leading toward pulling Democrats in. Uh, they ask questions specifically on Democrat-aligned topics, not the issues that Republicans are really strong on. Uh, so it's kind of leading, and that one kind of makes me wonder. But even with a poll at Democrats plus four and Democrats plus two, the Republicans are up nearly half a percentage point over the Democrats in the real clear politics polling average. Now, I've mentioned this before. Let me go ahead and mention it again. What's important is not individual polls. I can sit here and tell you every poll result that comes out, and you're going to be like, Joe, why the hell are you giving me all these numbers? That's not what's important here. What's important is studying the trends. So that's why I say if you go to Red State and you find uh, my story, GOP pulls ahead in congressional ballot, uh, you can go to Substack, my Substack and find it. But I put in a couple charts from Real Clear Politics so you can see. Here's what's important Real Clear Politics tracks the polling averages so you see the trends, you see how the polls are moving. And this one's very important. You need to understand why this is so important, why this data is so important. On September 16th, GOP's polling was the lowest it had been. But on the 17th, it shoots up from about 43. For, uh, 43.4, 43.5% to 44%. Now, that's not much, but it's a spike given where they were if you zoom in on the right portion of this graph. The Democrats have been hovering around five, uh, 45 to 45.5%. And from September 14th onward, they've moved from about 45.5% to about 45 But they've hovered in that area. They haven't moved much. But you have the Republicans who, in mid-September, were below 44% 
who are now almost at 45%, or I'm sorry, 45.5% in the average. That's a spike. The Democrats seem to have hit their ceiling between 45% and 45.5%. That's their ceiling right now. That's where they have not been able to get over that for several months. Now, they were able to take the lead over the Republicans for a while. They had a surge in late August, early September. They've had a steady surge, but now over the last week or two, they've kind of been hovering around that area while the Republicans have been on a major spike. And it's important to note the time that this Republican upward trend started. It started September 17th. On September 13th, the August CPI report came out. The August inflation numbers came out. And it takes four to five days for a major news event to start getting recognized in the polling. So when you hit that day four mark, the Republican numbers start spiking. And ever since the August inflation numbers, there has been a steady rise. Now, why were the Democrats ahead before that? You had gas prices dropping, but gas prices are still at, on average in the state of Louisiana, 60 cents above where they were a year ago. In some places, more than a dollar where they were a year ago. And they're way higher than where they were when Joe Biden took office. But the August inflation numbers have Americans scared. And it's causing a sharp increase for Republicans. Now, we, you know, we had Stephen Handwork on yesterday. And he did bring up a point that, yes, abortion seems to be rallying Democratic voters. But Democratic voters alone are just making up that 45 to 45 and a half percent in the polls. Right now, the independents are wavering or they're trending to the Republicans. And that's not good for the Democrats. It's not good at all for the Democrats. The Democrats had a good late summer, early August into September. But things started looking bad when that inflation number hit in August. I'm sorry, in September. When the August numbers came out in mid-September, that's when the polling started spiking for the Republicans. That is important to know because as much as you want to say these other issues will save Democrats... Time and time again, I've mentioned here, I've written at Red State, I've written in my show notes, it's the economy, stupid, to quote James Carville. It's these kitchen table topics where families are concerned about the economy, about money, the job market, crime, all of those national issues that actually do have an impact on the local level. There's a poll that came out. Uh, in Texas, it has Greg Abbott about five, six points over Beto O'Rourke. I think that's actually high, but the number one issue in that race is the Texas border. Who is the who is the party in charge at the national level while nothing's being done at our national border? It's not the Republicans, and it will drive the independents in Texas to the Republican Party because they are seeing small towns along the border overrun. They're seeing crime rates hop up, and they know the Democratic Party nationally has been doing nothing about it. They know the economy is not great and that they are paying more at the grocery store and at the gas pump than they were. These families don't care about anti-LGBT 
rules and regulations in the classroom. They don't care about the abortion issue as their number one issue. They don't care about these things. What they care about is the stuff they sit around their kitchen table and look at. They look at the bills. They look at the economy. They worry about their grocery bill, all this. And it's going to hurt the Democrats. 232-1542. When we come back, let's look at the midterms at the local level with a new ad that's come out and is making waves. We'll talk about that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. All right, welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542. If you want to call in and be part of the conversation, would be glad to have you on the show. You can also send a message to the KPL uh, app through the app chat. All you had to do to find the little uh, find find the little chat icon, and you can send a message to the show. Uh, we'll be checking those. Uh, we'll be checking for any messages here shortly. But all right, I, I debated whether or not to play this audio, but uh, let we'll just play about half of it, just so you get the idea of what the ad. This is uh, Holden Hoggett's new ad against Clay Higgins. I, I want to just play the first part. You can you can see the full thing at capel965.com. But I want you to to listen to the first, let's say, 20 seconds or so, just to get an idea. I'm Holden Hoggett, and I approve this message. In 2016, a fraud was elected to Congress. The perpetrator, Clay Higgins, remains at large and is wanted for putting a gun to his wife's head, threatening her if she divorced him. All right. I didn't want to go any further. So... It is a very negative ad. First of all, it's a parody of Clay Higgins' old Crime Stopper videos. But it's more than that. I've, I've explained this before, but I want to do it again so, so that you understand why we're seeing what we're seeing right here. We've got a little over a month before the, uh, before the election. When you go into an election, there are three stages there is introducing yourself, there's promoting yourself, and there's tearing down the other guy. Now, when you introduce yourself, you're introducing yourself to the constituency. This is who I am. This is why I'm running. Then you're promoting yourself. Here's my record. Here's what I've done. Here's what I'm going to do for you. And then there's the tearing down the other guy. And that's what this ad is. The problem with Holden Hoggett is that there isn't much of the former too. There is some introduction. He's done some media hits, including here on KPL, but there hasn't been a whole lot of introduction to the community. He's, he's been hitting the streets. Obviously he's, he's held some events. Uh, we saw former representative Charles Bustani with him at an event. Uh, but the general public at large may still not know who Holden Hoggett is. And that's going to be probably an issue for him in this election. So that brings me to step three, which is the tearing down of the opponent. Negative ads are just that. They are very negative. They don't inspire you. They don't motivate you to go vote for somebody. But that's the point. If you're a Clay Higgins fan, that ad isn't to convince you to vote Holden Hogan. That ad is to convince you to stay home. In an election, when you introduce yourself and you promote yourself, you're starting to build up your support. Psychologically, you spend a good chunk of the race. This is who I am. This is why I fight. This is what I want to do for you. That's what you're doing. You're trying to build up your own base of support. Now, there are some groups that you want to tap into. 
in this era, you want to tap into the conservatives. You want to tap into the people who are kind of exasperated with Clay Higgins, because there's always going to be people who are exasperated with the incumbent. And you want to try to get independents who are looking for something different. The problem is, I'm not sure what Hoggett has done to pick those groups up. He's going straight for the end game here, which is try to depress the Higgins supporters and keep them home. When you run negative ads, what you're doing is saying, your guy isn't great. You, I don't know why you support this person. He's a terrible person. He's done this or that. We see it all the time. This isn't unique to us. This isn't unique to this race. It's happening all over. Case in point, in Georgia, I've talked about this race a lot, Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. Raphael Warnock is running a commercial that focuses on a zoomed-up interview with Herschel Walker's ex-wife talking about all the abusive things he'd done while he was uh, su- you know, he's suffering bipolar disorder, having these manic episodes. And it can be a devastating attack ad. The problem is, one, he's attacking mental illness, which is not a very popular thing to do right now. But two, the original video where that interview came from, if you zoom out, Herschel Walker's in that same interview. And they're raising awareness about mental health disorders. But they're taking these little tidbits about the candidate and using that as the direct line to explain that this person is not the best person to represent you. They're terrible. Their record is awful. They're personally awful. Don't vote for them. It's not he's awful, come vote for me, although that is ostensibly the message. But really the subliminal message is, wow, this is the guy you back? That's crazy. That's whack. You shouldn't do that. And ultimately, it may convince some people to stay home. Now, here's the issue with this particular race. Again, Holden Hogan, not very well known throughout the district. He's done some traveling, but he's not made a whole lot of headlines. It's not a race it's that anybody's even trying to poll. There's no data coming out from which suggests other than a couple polls that his campaign has mentioned, but have not gained any traction in the general public. The fact that there is very little data on this race indicates that nobody's really looking for any sort of an upset here. And the fact of the matter is, the only people who are going to be really excited about this are the media, because it's content, and Democrats who hate Clay Higgins, as well as some uh, Republicans and Independents who hate Clay Higgins. There's not enough to drain the support away from Higgins' base. There's nothing to convince them that Hogan's the guy. It's all just the negative stuff. So this process of trying to, this process of, of trying to keep the people kind of depressed about the race. All that's going to do is just keep voters home. It's not convincing anybody to come and support your side. There still needs to be a general, this is who I am, this is how I'm going to uh, support you. This is how I'm going to represent you. And we haven't really seen that message. It hasn't broken through. Even if he said it, he said it at rallies, he said it on the road. There's no message like that that's really breaking through and getting in front of the eyes of of the general public. And that's going to be the problem for Hogan going forward. Uh, You remember last time there were several challengers to Higgins, including Josh Guillory.
And the message never really broke through. I mean, Higgins didn't, I don't, Higgins didn't even have to go into a runoff in that one, I don't think. Uh, and, and there were a lot of names out there, but it was a whole slate of people who were just running against Higgins because they were dissatisfied with him. There was nobody who really brought people together to unite folks against Higgins. If you want, you want to replace Higgins, that's fine. I've got no particular dog in that fight. But if you're going to challenge an incumbent, which is one of the hardest things to do in politics, you need to make sure that you've got the money, you've got the resources, and you've got the support. And ultimately, Clay Higgins has a very strong level of support here in Acadiana, here in this district. It's not very likely. It's not very likely that you're going to do a whole lot of damage in trying to pull people away from Higgins with negative ads. His voters are very loyal to him. All right, we've got a call on the phone lines. Let's go to the phones. We've got Chad joining us. Hi, Chad. Welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon, Joe. Uh, thanks for having a call. Great show as always. Thank you very much. Listen, um, I'm like you. I don't know this holding, holding a Hogan uh, guy. Um, but I'm just say this. He posted stuff on Facebook. I want to say at least a week or two. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I and I'm gonna be honest with you, Joe. I challenged him. Are you gonna stand up to Nancy Pelosi and puppets? Mm-hmm. And uh, he hasn't responded. You, you, if you're look like you said, you know, it's not somebody that we really know. I mean, he's been on the air once, maybe twice. There's been right. no real introduction to us, and so you've got to find some way to, to get to the people. So if he's if he had responded to you, if he had given you some sort of answer, that would be something no, he you has could not responded. Exactly, he, he if, has not if, responded. If that was something he had done or his campaign had done, then you would be able to turn around and say, "Okay, this guy gave me an answer to a question. Not sure, but maybe it's somebody you're interested in." Word of mouth spreads that and, way, and hopefully, uh, Captain Clay's uh, campaign team is keeping an eye on him because we don't need a. Uh, we don't need another John Bell Edwards or, uh, you know, Cedric Richmond type uh, plug like uh, what we had, what we have as governor right now and a puppet Cedric Richmond was. We don't need that. Uh, absolutely. We, uh, like what uh, Captain Clay's doing. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. Chad, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. That's right. Have a good weekend. You too. Right, and yeah, that's that's going to be the issue. I, I Again, do not know Hogan. Don't know him. Never met him. Based on what I've seen, based on the stuff he puts on social media, other than the ad, um, he looks like your kind of average conservative guy wants to run for office and thinks that he can do a better job than what Clay Higgins is doing, which is fine. I've got no reason to believe he's a puppet. I've got no reason to believe he's a Democrat in, in, in Republican clothing, anything like that. But the problem is, you and I listening... Unless you know him personally, you've probably not heard much out of him. And that's an issue for his campaign. All right, let's take a break. 232-1542 if you want to call in on this. We've got a couple of other stories to get to today, and we'll do all that here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5, KPL. All right, I'm sorry. I, I like this song. This is uh, Blood Buzz Ohio by uh, The National. I love this song. Um my I, one day I'll I'll probably share on my newsletter or something like the I, I have an actual playlist where all the songs that are on my bumper list are. 
Um, it, it's, it had been my intention to share that before now, but I just haven't gotten around to it because, you know, everything's changing so quickly. I went from doing this show, one, being up here one hour a day to do the show, to doing the show and off size, to working six hours a day up here, and things have been crazy. Uh, but I am going to do that. That is Blood Buzz, Ohio by The National, which is a phenomenal song. That I'm really jealous of that dude's voice. He hits a very low baritone voice in his music, and it just hits the right way on your ears. But anyway, sorry, moving on to the actual subject of the day. All right, let's talk about polling again. There's a poll from NBC News that I think is pretty important, and I think it's I think it plays into a larger narrative. I haven't really talked about the narrative a whole lot. Joe Biden and the Democrats have been playing up this MAGA Republican label quite a bit. But they've gotten themselves into a little bit of trouble with it. So let me give you this NBC News poll. A total of 42% of Republicans in the U.S. identify as MAGA Republicans, while 58% disavow the term. So when you hit the MAGA Republicans and you insult them, you're only insulting about 42% of those Republicans. So what are you doing? You're firing them up. But then when you say all, when you treat all Republicans as MAGA Republicans, you're then pissing off the other 58% and riling them up. So you're maximizing how energized Republicans are. But this is from NBC News. A total of 42% of Republicans in the U.S. identify as MAGA Republicans, while 58% disavow the term, according to a new national poll by J. Ann Selzer and Grinnell College. Now, this is the poll that I mentioned a little while ago. Overall, 17% of respondents say they identify as a MAGA Republican when told the phrase and asked if it describes them. The poll found the survey released on Wednesday comes after President Joe Biden opened his line of attack against Donald Trump and his MAGA allies as a radical group with some fascist inclinations. Here's the problem for the Democrats on the MAGA Republican line. And I can already hear the, the one or two people who like to, the one or two liberals who like to comment on the Facebook page about, um, about Trump and everything like that, try to label all Republicans the same way. Here's the problem y'all are facing. When you talk about MAGA Republicans, the, I, an, an image comes to mind. The image is Donald Trump. The image is some of those people who have gone very far to the right for Donald Trump. You know who it doesn't bring to mind? Most Republicans. Because independent voters don't really see Republican and Donald Trump the same way. They don't conflate the two like the Democrats want to do to try to keep Republican turnout down. Remember, I said the negative ad campaigns are about keeping turnout down. When you start labeling people as ultra MAGA Republicans, what you're doing is you're giving other Republicans a chance to deflect. You're saying, no, that's not me. And you're giving other people who like certain Republicans, oh, that, that can't be that guy. He's talking about some of those extreme wackos. And that narrows the pool of who you're talking about. So you're not really doing any damage. If anything, you're rallying a lot of Republicans to their guy who is defending them, saying, no, this isn't some MAGA extreme idiot. Or you're rallying them to say, yes, he's MAG and I'm proud of it. It's not really a line of attack that's doing anything by any measure in any poll. And again, uh, Joe Biden had his speech with the five, the, you know, the crimson red background that looked pretty scary. He had this fiery speech against MAGA Republicans. And then the inflation numbers came out and the 
Republican stocks been shooting up ever since. And some of y'all may not like me saying that. You may not like hearing me say that. You may think I'm in some, in some sort of not. I'm looking at the numbers. I've given you the numbers over at Red State over on my uh, newsletter. The fact of the matter is, right there in front of you, it shows Republicans are trending upward and Democrats have essentially flatlined. If Republican numbers keep rising, they win the midterms. Sorry, Stephen. I know you were in yesterday. I know you had pretty high hopes for the Democrats, but the numbers right now are suggesting that Republican stock is rising and the Democrats have hit their ceiling. What's worse is that the Democrats are not messaging on the level that voters need to hear. They're talking about these other social issues, and right now the voters care about inflation, economy, etc. And as a result, the voters are turning the Democrats off. All right, y'all, 23 hours until I'm back. Thank y'all for tuning in today. Podcast will be updated in a little while, wherever you get your uh, podcasts. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. And as always, check out what's the latest at News Talk 96.5 at KPEL965.com. We'll be back here tomorrow, right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.